Welcome to Talking Politics and Religion Without Killing Each Other. Today's episode is just a quick hit, just something a little different I wanted to do. I recently spent about a week plus in New Orleans. The occasion that brought me there, candidly, was sad, but I got to be with some lifelong friends uh, for a sad occasion, but our hearts were full and our souls soared, and any chance I get to be in New Orleans is uh, is a beautiful thing is a beautiful thing even even with some sadness mixed in but i had a chance every morning to take a walk really great walk down the river walk through the quarter up to louis armstrong park and if you ever get a chance don't miss it just put this on your bucket list just spend some time in new orleans make sure to go to louis armstrong park visit the statue of of sachimo pops louis armstrong of course Take in the statue of the second line players. Take in the statue of, of Buddy Bolden, more of an artistic tribute to Buddy Bolden and visit Congo Square and walk through the quarter. There are certain parts of the quarter that are still cobblestone. And it reminds me of a European city I visited a couple of times when my buddy was a missionary there in Pamplona. The cobblestones just massage your feet, and let you know you're alive in a whole different way. As I was going through the quarter, one morning, it was a late morning, and I came across these street musicians. And man, I wish, I wish I recorded my conversation with them because they said their name was something Rascals. I don't think it was the Jazz Rascals or the New Orleans Rascals because that's um, that's an, a, a long time established, almost institution of New Orleans, but. Uh, these fellas, just a collection of ragtag human beings, all imperfect and beautiful and perfect in their own way. And I must have stayed there for about an hour. And yeah, if you're wondering, I put my share in the, uh, in the hat because they deserved it, man. They earned it and, and then some. But it just reminded me sitting there and listening to them play a jazz rendition of a hymn. Uh, some standards. And then uh, this, this piece I'm going to play, I, I got to record it is um, one of these days. And it really made me ponder. Uh, I'm just do um, fair warning. I'm stealing here or at least borrowing generously from arguably the world's greatest ambassador of jazz, Wynton Marsalis. I've listened to so much of him and one of the world's, most renowned theologians, J. Cameron Carter, things that I've learned from him. And I I've, I've, might have mentioned stuff along the way about what I've learned from folks like that. But listening to these rascals play, uh, there was one fellow who played trumpet and he pulled out a coronet, uh, a small version of, of a, that, that horn. And uh, he was wheelchair bound. Uh, there was another fellow who's who's playing trombone, uh, a quiet fellow 
playing stand-up bass, uh, drummer, or I should say, say a percussionist, because all he really had, and you might be able to hear it, is a bass drum cymbal. But he was using it and, and getting so much great sound out of it. And then there was a guitarist that just reminded me of Django. He just had this way of uh, doing his part, you know, and at times keeping rhythm. And that was his job. But at, then at times he was the storyteller, you know, and each one of them had such character and contributed so much to the piece, each piece that they were playing. You know, the, the leader of this little, little band was the, the fellow who was singing, playing trumpet. And uh, you, you could hear, you could hear their, the roles that each of them played. And it made me think on certain things that Jay Cameron Carter, Dr. Carter talked on at times and what Wynton Marsalis talks about at times, how it is the best of democracy. It's an illustration of democracy. It's also an illustration of the body of Christ. And, and here's what I mean. When, when they're playing, there is something transcendent about it. They are not leaving themselves or, or setting aside their individuality. In fact, they're fulfilling their, individu their individuality to a greater degree, I would argue. But the way that they're doing it is by being true to the music. You know, and music, uh, the, the, how it's written out is, is called the score, you know, the composition. They're being true to the composition, but by being true to the composition, they have a certain freedom to express themselves through their instruments. And that freedom was arrived at because of what you know has been hours and hours and days and days and weeks and months and years and years of just playing whether it's just their scales or playing amongst each other. So hard earned freedom, you know, and their individuality is expressed at certain times when it allows for that. But the way they communicate with each other is democratic in a way, like in democracy, we have the constitution. We all defer to the authority of the constitution, the way that they defer to the composition, to the score. In, in religion, or at least in Christianity, we defer to the authority of scripture. You know, Paul talks about the body of Christ in one of his letters and how we're each, we each have, we each are like a, a body part that are contributing to the overall body, right? So you have a trumpet player, you have a trombone player who at times takes the lead, you know, different times takes the lead, the guitarist takes the lead at one point. And you'll hear it. You'll hear it. And in fact, at the end, the trombone player, um, he, uh, he got something caught in his throat or something. So he had to step away. So the trumpet player stepped up and he just, he stepped in for him. You know, it got an extra lead. Let the, let the music play on, you know, by the next song, the, the fellow who was playing trombone was able to step back in, but you know, we, we pick up for each other when each other, uh, when one of us gets something caught in our throat, you know? So I was just thinking this might be worth playing and just might be worth sharing our thoughts because 
this program is about politics and religion. And what is politics? It's about people figuring out how to live amongst each other, right? What is religion? It's folks together who at its best, and this is at its best, at its best. You know, obviously politics and religion gets messed up all the time. That's why we can't talk about it most often. But, you know, like I've said before, we're stealing some of that back. We're stealing some of this space back, you know? So religion, what is it at its best? It's, it connects us together as a people to the transcendent, you know? And that's to me what jazz is. That's what, that's what jazz is. You know, if you listen to Louis Armstrong, for example, give yourself a treat listen to la vie en rose and some of those note winton marsalis has talked about this that note that last note that he hits that's humanly impossible the, the greatest virtuosos in the world can't hit that note not only does he hit that note he hits it with the touch of an angel's wing like he just you know, the, the ones who can, the best in the world, the Winton Marsalis of the world, they have to do what's called belting it. You know, they have to hit it hard, you know, but he hits it with such a gentle touch. Oh, man, that last note in La Vie en Rose. Every day void seems too tiny to love song. Give your heart and soul to me and life will always bleed. La Vie en Rose. thinking of Ella Fitzgerald's rendition, the live rendition of How High the Moon, where she can, she'll go scat for, you know, several minutes, five, six, seven minutes. And I might have shared the story before, but <laughs> I was, I picked up my daughter when she was in high school. She was going to school at the time at the, there's a school for performing arts here in LA. And she, she spent two years there and she was at a party over the hill from us about, I don't know, 45 minute drive from us. And on the drive home, Ella's rendition, the live rendition of how high the moon comes on. And my daughter at the time, she must've been what, 15 or 16, maybe, maybe 16, but I think closer to 15. And my daughter knew Savannah. I call her Fifi. Uh, <laughs> she knew syllable for syllable, note for note, that whole improvisation. Uh, and man, I, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I, at that moment, I just knew there is a God, there is something transcendent, you know, first of all, because Savannah is a great singer. She's a great musician. Um, and obviously because Ella Fitzgerald has given us all such a great gift, you know, her body of work is such a great gift and the, and the gift keeps on giving, you know, not, not to be cliche, but it keeps on giving because you have young people like my little daughter, she's 20 now, 
and I love her very much. <laughs> um, but she, she is carrying that torch and keeping that music alive in a very real way. You know, obviously we have the recordings and that's wonderful, um, but keeping it alive in our participation in it, you know. Because you asked for it, so we're swinging it just for you. How high the moon, does it touch the stars? How high the moon, does it reach up to Mars? Though the words may be wrong to this song, we're asking how high, 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 uh, so politics and religion, our participation in it, at its best, it's people figuring out how to live together, figuring out how to lift each other up, figuring out how to stand in for one another when one of us gets something caught in our throat, um, figuring out how to rise above something transcendent, you know, and just just as a side note, uh, I, I may at some point release, because I, I took video of this, um, you'll notice that these are folks from, of different age ranges, uh, of different um, skin colors, uh, different just uh, demeanors, you know? And I, man, that's, that's democracy right there. That is democracy. So I hope you enjoy, I hope you enjoy the, uh, the little uh, music, the, the, um, the diversion. I hope you enjoy the diversion here. Something a little different in terms of an episode. I certainly hope you enjoy the music as I did. My heart is still full from stumbling across these guys on the Calle Real or Royal Street in the quarter in New Orleans. I really hope you enjoy it. And uh, <laughs> I hope you don't think I'm too crazy for sharing this with you. So enjoy. These are, and, and if anybody knows who these musicians are, um, please uh, let, let me know. I know it's something rascals, but I don't think it's the jazz rascals and New Orleans rascals. Um, these are just street musicians, literally. I mean, they're not playing at, at Pres Hall, Preservation Hall uh, yet live uh, for, you know, we're still in recovering as a, as a country in a world from pandemic. But uh, man, I hope you, I hope you get a little something out of it. Even if you get a fraction of what I did out of it. You can hear the the character in this this um, musician's voice. It has, as you'll note, uh, reminiscent of of pops, but it has his own, you know, it has his own voice in there for sure, and his own improvisations and his own interpretation. Uh, as each musician is is reminiscent of the virtuosos that have gone before them. So, yeah, enjoy it. 